0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. Say aloud loud together with me, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would shine your illumination on it, that it would spark things in our life as we share the word of God today and the stories of the good news of who Jesus is and who you are, God. Everybody said? Amen. You can be seated. We've been on a journey of looking at how merciful God is, and, uh, and some of you have given me other materials about the merciful God. And I don't think you can ever get enough of it. And reading through the gospel stories and seeing and knowing that Jesus is the express image of who the Father is. Jesus, when you see Jesus, that's exactly who Jesus is. And as we come into this season, I think it's incredible because so, so much of uh of the times that we live in and all the turmoil and all the stuff going on in the earth and in missouri and all that stuff that and then the views of all the voices of well god's in this and god's not in that and god's doing this and god's doing that and i'm going i don't know it all sounds like fishy swat to me do you know uh, it's soup fish soup it sounds like a whole conglomeration of different stuff, of different ideas about what God's like and everything. And I actually, um, I did a, a very wonderful thing. I haven't looked at Facebook for like three days. And it was just like, ah, I needed it. I just went too many voices between the emotional streaking that happens. And the, if those of you, if those of you understand that. And then the animacy of, this is what this scripture means. I just went, shut it off. Go back to the gospel. See who Jesus is. You know, that's where the truth is found. When we're fearful and worried all the time, and, and uh, it causes us not to believe in the one we're to believe in. Rather than get us to believe in him, you go, yeah, what about this? What about that? And I'm going, now. go back to the word of God. It's rich, it's full. And this is what I believe about the Father. We have a strong and able Father who is tender-hearted towards us. Always. That's, That's God's very nature and character. And this is what his desire is, to only lead us to good places. Now notice I didn't mention hard or easy. Sometimes good is very hard. Very difficult. He protects us and he lovingly watches over us. And that's that's the heart of God. That's the heart of the Father and who he is. So as we enter this season that in the church world, yeah, that's the other reason I quit doing Facebook. I I got kind of tired of people throwing rocks at church. Uh, of The institution and the idea of church, you know, because we all have this understanding of, somehow in that religion and church and religion and getting those words mixed up and everything jesus loves the church loves the church loves it he loves every aspect of it he looks over his church in the city he's delighted with his church this morning he's not disappointed mad grumpy about it Uh, and all those views are just all just strange to me i like church I like what we do for church. I like the kids coming up. I like the announcements. I, I, I like it when we have to ad lib, when we forget something and we do something. I like it when I see you out getting coffee and drinking coffee together. I like it that I have to, in order to close down the building, chase you out of here. When I've already kept you till noon and some of you are going, I want to watch the noon game. I like all of that. It's supposed to be liked it's supposed to be it's good to gather together i like getting with small groups of believers in homes um this week uh, brenda had the the gals out and listen they had a good time you know how i knew there was a lot of noise in my house and i found that the volume on the tv kept creeping up on me in order to Watch what I was trying to watch, which was stuff about the early church and church history on the History Channel, and I don't think they got most of it right. This morning, and this season of the year, as we begin Advent, I want to begin looking and gazing into the idea of the incarnation, to really get a picture of it, and, and to... To look at some things about it that aren't normally said. Uh, Because it's such an incredible expression of God's love. Now we can say for the world, but really for you. And personalize it. I I think that Christmas keeps its meaning when it becomes very, very, very deeply personal to us. And uh, not just singing a, a Christmas carol. Here's the first expression, cause, and I, gotta, I have to give one more introduction to it with this. When I, when I was up with the Shelterwood interns, and uh, they're called bigs, and the, the high schoolers that go there are called littles. So I was talking with the bigs, and one of them said, I would just like to know what the Father's will is for my life. course that triggers me and i go oh i know what the father's will is for you and it triggered all of this and going back to the idea of, of romans 14 17 and what the kingdom is because here, here's something that i and in order to see this when we hear words like this will kingdom purpose All of those words in the Greek are synonymous when you break them down. When you see the word in the Gospels, the kingdom, it says this about Jesus. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. By the way, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It says that he was preaching good news. And the idea was he was expressing the will of God for people. And the idea of repentance, we always go to behavior and what we've done wrong. Actually, what it meant is this. Hey, change your mind. I have a proclamation for you. Change your mind because the kingdom's here. Isn't that stunning? Here's God's will. He, He almost would have had to do it this way. (laughs) repent, for God's will is standing in front of you. How do you know that? Let's read the first expression of it. You know this story well. Luke 2, verse 10. Shepherds out in the side of the... All all your imagery is now going to go to that. The little pictures that you've got of Christmas. But the shepherds that are out in the field at night, taking care of their flock... Verse 10, And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you, personalized, good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you, and that you there was plural, this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, good will toward men, to humans. It was will. Good will good purpose, good kingdom, good God towards you, all in the form of a little baby, another human being. This is not stunning. It just stuns me every time I think about it. God's will for your life was that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem a long time ago and in the future. John's gospel reveals his will and purpose a little bit differently. He says it this way, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Here's God's will. He sent Jesus to save us. He sent Jesus to repent us, to to get us to change our mind about who God is. Stunning. What if we would let that happen again this season? All fresh, all new, just just going. In. This is this is a really scary thing for people. But just taking everything that you know, and I, I know this, this takes an exercise actually and going, everything that you thought about church, everything that you, every, just set them off to the side and go, oh Jesus, reveal yourself to me fresh and new. Ooh. Don't you think he would honor that prayer? That one heart cry? I want to see it fresh and new. I want to see it like new snow coming down, though I don't want to see new snow coming down. Well, the child grows up and Jesus comes and he preaches to people the gospel of the kingdom. Can you imagine what it was like to hear him? His, his voice, his intonation, the way he said things, because it's so cut and dry on paper, isn't it? And and then we do something even more orderly with it. We put numbers around it. We put a verse number on it. Now, I understand all the advantages of putting verses. But wouldn't it have been stunning to listen to him? Because like, like even the word, like, repent is such a harsh word. Can you, you know, we don't know if you want repent for the kingdom of God. You know, you can read it that way if that's the image that you're seeing. Or if the image of you seeing this savior, this this incredible man standing in front of you going, repent, change your mind about who God is. Let me reveal him to you. It's such a different view, isn't it? It's such a, a, a different understanding. So I've been praying that all week. I, I, I'd like to know more about the idea of purpose and kingdom. And what was your will? How did you express it? When I've been reading the Gospels and sharing those Gospels towards you, I, you know, it's, it's really strange. But the only time I saw Jesus be really, if you will, in our language, tough on people, was always religious people. That's the only time you get to see him where he's really like this. Now, maybe it's because of the way I read it or you read, you know, maybe I'm reading too much. The only time I see him be really like this draw a really short line I'm going to deal with these is when it was religious people. People that were trying to trick him, trap him, put him into a box, make him be something of what they thought God should be. And then when people just wanted him for who he was, you see this incredible, inviting man, this incredible person come in, you see John 3.16. You see God so loved the world. What is the Father's will? It was Jesus all along. It was Jesus in the beginning. It was Jesus in the middle. It was Jesus in what I guess we can call the end. And if that was true for everything, then it's true for what? Me. My heart. So as this was all, I'm kind of wrestling through all these things and doing what is the father's will thinking all that and what is the father I, I need to know what god's purpose is in my life and i ran across a wonderful martin lloyd jones quote and i uh, uh from his exposition on romans and i i love this so i'm going to read it to you because you, you really need to get it to get christmas god's purpose came into being before the foundation of the world Is that not stunning? You need to just wrestle with that for a minute. God's purpose, his will, came into being before the foundation of the world. Before we called Christmas, Christmas, it was in God. God himself not only planned the purpose and thought of it, he initiated it. It is God ultimately who is carrying it out and putting it into operation now. The purpose of God is carried on and fulfilled by the work of the Spirit, who applies the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ to us. God coming in kingdom, in purpose, in will in you. In you, carried out by the Holy Spirit coming in you. This is mind boggling. See, I can I can start going down a road of trust. When this is a foundation for even my understanding about Christmas, I can go down this road of trust. I can go, (gasps) I don't know where the road's going to go, but I can go down a road of trust. And that's scary and exhilarating and fun and terrifying. And wonderful. Hebrews 10, verse 5, says this, speaking of God's will. Because I want you to see something about Christmas and the incarnation. That Jesus was God's will and then what it did for us. His purpose in us. Verse 5 of Hebrews 10. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me and burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. Now, the writer of Hebrews is expressing Jesus' coming and what the purpose was. Previously saying, and he's, he's quote, quoting Isaiah, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure to them, which are offered according to the law, and then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. And through that, he takes away the first, that he may establish the second. Now listen to this. This is the whole reason, because you go, okay, you repeated it twice. Why did you say that to me? Listen to verse 10. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Here's Christ's will for you. He's going to live inside of you. He establishes his kingdom inside of us. God's will is Christ in you. Because just like his will was sending Jesus to the earth the first time, now he sends him over and over, and over, and over, and over. And as many as receive him become his will, can you track with me, on the earth. What does this mean? Your Christmas. Think through this. Just like Christ came to fulfill the Father's will in that incarnation, now he comes in the impartation. Still fulfilling the Father's will, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We better shine. How can we not shine? This is stunning. That's why the... See, the, the incarnation story is just... That's the part of the story. But the whole story is this. He came that he might come. To bring the kingdom. Where? Right here. Me. Me. Do I mind playing Santa Claus? Not at all. ho, 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 let me tell you about Jesus. Because He did His will, and what it did is it sanctified me. I don't know that one new song where it says that I'm holy because he, you know, here's the holiness of God in me. Wow. I was singing that this morning, I, I couldn't hardly keep singing. Let, let me just read a, just four or five just little random scriptures to you about God's will in you. First Corinthians 1, verse 30, "But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption." That it is written, he who glories let him glory in the Lord. How can we not do this? The will of God. And you've got to understand this. We keep searching for what the will of God is. The will of God is in me. Ah! I keep looking for some outside thing that's going to tell me what the purpose of God is in my life. And all the time he's right here. Going, I'm God's will in your life. You and I are really joined together. Yeah, want to do something really scary today? Talk to this person. Just open your mouth. I love 1 Thessalonians 4.3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. We've been told the whole time to keep getting ourselves sanctified. My goodness, he sanctified you. He lives in you. God doesn't dwell in a bad place. God dwells in a place he really likes. You know where he likes to dwell? I won't pick on anybody anymore because I've been told that I embarrass people. Oh, I might do it once in a while just to be sneaky. Oh my gosh, you guys, Christ lives in me. Can you see him? So I looked at a clerk at Price Chopper the other day. Do you engage people's eyes? And do you let them look in yours? So I let this clerk, I just I just felt something from the Lord, said, look at her. And I know when he, when he says that inside of me, it's looking differently. He means, look, I want to show you. And I just looked at her. She went, what are you looking at? And I said, you. She said, why? I said, because God loves you. And she went. And I watched all the shame. I watched this whole cloak of shame come down over this young woman's. And I don't know what good it did, but you see, I'm Christmas. I don't know what good it did, but I'm Christmas. I'm the Father's will. Are you tracking with me? So I said, I don't know what's going on with you, but I want you to know you don't have anything to ever be ashamed of. God loves you. She couldn't look up. She couldn't engage with me anymore. I watched her choke back a tear. You know how you can tell when somebody. And she gave me some nice things. You saved 37 cents. (laughs) I went, No, I'm saving a whole lot more than that. (laughs) We're Christmas, we're sanctified. Sanctified means set apart for a particular purpose. For God's purpose, Christ in you, God's purpose. To be Jesus and to preach the kingdom, his will for people's lives. How do I know when I run into all the junk of life, all the ick, all the bad things, Philippians 2 says this, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. God's will has never been thwarted. I know all the scary stuff that's said today. God's will has never been thwarted. God's will will never be thwarted. God's will is your sanctification. Now, think through that. No matter where you're at right now, whether you're in a really high good place or you're in a really lousy place and you embarrassed yourself yesterday, he doesn't let go and he continues his will and he doesn't leave. It's stunning. Philippians 1, we, we know this verse well, that he who has began a good work in you will what? He'll get it done. As a matter of fact, you know what you can say right now? There you go. It is finished because God's will cannot be thwarted. It will be accomplished in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now let's change it a little bit just for this season. Christ in you, the hope of Christmas. The Christ Mass, the service. If we were a Christ Mass, if we were a service totally committed to who Jesus is when he came to the earth for everybody to partake of, I don't know what's going to happen with that little gal. I know what happened with me. I smiled because I sensed his purpose. Here's what I want you to see just differently for this year, for this Christmas. Don't preach the gospel, be the gospel. Don't talk about Christmas, be Christmas. And do this, this, this whole thing about the will of God, what is the will of God? Would you set that aside? Christ is the will of God for you. And he will cause it to happen. That's where the trust thing comes in. We can talk later about trust. And I know that trust is scary. But don't spin your wheels over this over and over again trying to find God's will for your life. Christ in you is God's very purpose. Christ in you is the kingdom at work. His will, his purpose. It didn't end with Jesus. It began with him from in the beginning, was the word. Now this is what I know. By that very will, God's going to accomplish incredible things in you. God's will is bigger than all the collective wills of human beings. And we have a lot of argument about when we have free will and when we don't. I've had so many conversations that have run into this thing with different friends this week and people saying different things and talking about, well, when do you really have a free will? When do we have a free will? Big arguments. Um, And I just come back to this. Oh, God's way bigger than our ideas about him. God's way bigger than my theology. Thank God. God's way bigger than what I believe. Thank God. God's way bigger than my doctrines and my practices and my behavior. Thank God. God's bigger than our idea about Christmas. Praise God. Let him who glories, glory in the Lord. So, I want to close with this. This is what Brenda said last week, because it, it, it is just so. She remembered that old Sheila Walsh song, and I, I mean, it's so long ago that most of you weren't even, or, or good half of you weren't even born when that was probably a popular Christian song. But the line goes this We should be walking on air, we should light up the sky like a firework display. God's working his will in my life. All the time. If I'm cooking chili for the family, or if I'm talking to the gal at price chopper, God's working his will in my life. So shine, baby. Come on, plug in the lights. I want I want one where the star spins around, shoots little rays out. Goes, you know, I, I do this. This is how all my grandkids know me, okay, when they when I first see them and they first Come into the yard and stuff. This is Grandpa's greeting. Woohoo! I want them to have that when they say, Don't you want people to have that when they hear about Christmas, about Jesus? We need to get a woohoo in our step. We need to get a, this, you know, Christmas cheer. And just get, I love what Michael shared during worship. Just get free. Don't let the fear of man be on you. Christ is in you working his will. Here's one way that you can check whether you believe what I'm saying. It's very scary. Go look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror and ask yourself a very dangerous question Do you see Christ's will? When that image looks back at you, do you see simply you or do you see Christ? Don't go away from the mirror quickly. This is, you know, it sounds like a little funny little exercise. This is a tough thing to do. How do you know? I've done it and it's actually been a part of my devotional life for a while now because I'm telling on myself so I trust you guys and I'm just transparent I go to the mirror because some things that I've learned and have been said to me in the past couple years to go to the waters of reflection and to find out who I am because Christ is in me Christ is a delight think how beautiful that baby was Imagine the stunningness of the shepherds look, I don't know manger, I don't know, it's all distorted was he in a cave, was he in a barnyard I don't know but can you imagine now think how much your own baby captured your heart or if you haven't had one, a family member's baby a a cousin a a, a niece, a nephew, a brother a sister but looking at that baby being stunned, can you imagine those shepherds talking with each other. Huh. Let us go tell everyone this incredible thing that God has done. And look in the mirror tomorrow morning. When you see Christ, just like the shepherds, you can say, go and tell everyone what Christ has done. Shine, baby. Today you're going to shine way better than the mayor's christmas tree. You are going to light up life because it's Christ in you. That's what christmas is about. That's what this time's about. That's who we are. We're just a We just strings of light on a tree? No, we're the tree. <laughs> The words that come out of our mouth are the words of life. They're the light bulbs, if you will. They're the things that shine. But it's really me. It will change your whole view of yourself. Some of you are so insecure with that. And I understand that I lived there for so long. Listen, I know shame as well as the rest of you. I've walked the walk of shame. I've, I've I've told people privately. Listen, I don't my testimony, I don't even share it. Uh, yeah, uh, that man died. He's dead. I don't want to remember that guy. But this way I know. I don't have any shame now. God's will is in me. God's will is in me. Whether it's talking to a clerk or t- just sharing your sharing a story with 23 grade schoolers in another city. And they come to know Jesus because you opened your mouth and believed that it was Christ in you. It's stunning. So I want to walk on air. I want us to walk on air. Come on up, worship team. And this is what I'd like you to do when you look in the mirror take the word of God Michael referred to this this morning so if you haven't been around for a little while and haven't heard this about painting your house gold he talked about in worship about us painting our houses gold this is what I want you to do put on your best garland come on girl put on that party dress Put on shine Put on all those Christmas lights. And shiny bulbs and burning candles. Put them all, put Christ on. Paul, you know, we've been changed so much, but he says, put on the new man. The word put on is really interesting because in the Greek it's a it's in it's written in an emphatic tense, which means, do this now. It's, it's not like a request. Hey, if you really wanted to, you could shine a little bit. You know, if you just open your mouth and squeak a little bit. Yeah, put on the new man. Put on Christmas. Put him on right now. Get happy again. You don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. But I know what Christ went through and his finished work is at work in you. It is. It is at work in you. So shine. It's not about it's not about all the stuff that goes with Christmas. It's about Christmas. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, I stopped there, but here's an incredible thing about God's will. Listen to it. For he who serves Christ in these things, in righteousness, peace, and joy, is acceptable to God and approved by men. It's stunning to